This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch One. And, Geeksters, we've made six years of this now. Damn. As of today, this is their sixth anniversary, guys. Yeah. It is. Congratulations. Six how, years. How did we manage that? Ta- six years of talking about not a whole lot. <laughs> Just fun stuff that we would like to talk about. <laughs> well, we... No, no, no. It's, it's not like certain sitcoms that talk about nothing. It's I wasn't like, going right. there. We, we actually have substance. It's not that we talk about not a whole lot. Right. I'm like, okay, on a daily basis, what we talk about is not significant in the world as a whole. Right. Actually, but, actually, yeah. it could be seen as significant in the world as a whole because we allow you to uh, step away from the real world. For about an hour and a half every once a week. Oh, that's just it. I mean, it's it's not real world concerns, no. but but it's entertainment, and that's the point. Right. That's right. In a world with millions of places to give entertainment from, you've chosen to get it from us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't know why, but yeah. Hey, thank you. hey! If you will send us a message, geeksters, we will know why you listen to us. <laughs> yeah, that would help. True. <laughs> that would be nice. So how are you guys doing? Good. Cold. Good. Yeah. Oh, it, it, we were we're just starting to warm up today from Friday night. I had training Friday night in a pole barn that was probably about forty five to fifty degrees. And Vicky oh went with God. me, it so was colder I was than working that. out. Huh? It was colder than that. Well, I was working out so I was fine, but Vicky was just sitting at a table, so she was cold. <laughs> it was really too cold. cold for me to even want to draw. So it was what nineteen degrees. By the time we were there, it was like nineteen degrees outside. Outside, yeah. He had a uh, heater, no. but it was like one propane heater for this big pole barn. So if you sat beside it, you were good. Yeah, the heat only went like ten feet away. <laughs> the things I do for my art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's your own fault. I know. Well, I know the conditions when I get there. I told her it was going to be chilly. I mean, I think like didn't it get into single digits Friday night? I don't know. It did overnight? Yeah, it did. No, yeah, no, it was yeah, er- by like nine or ten o'clock. It was down like, like yeah. to nine degrees. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I was at work, so I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it, it, it hasn't it hasn't been a warm few days. No, mm-hmm. no. But hey, it's January in Ohio, and it's about to be February. It's supposed to be single digits. That's true, <laughs> right? And we're finally getting some snow. Mm-hmm. So actual noticeable snow where you, where the grass isn't peeking through. Right. Yeah, but right. the the snow we got doesn't count compared to what was south of us. Well, that's true, but. Mm. I mean, we could always be worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, my sister lives in Bakersfield, California, and I saw her put up on Facebook asking if anybody in the area had sleds. But they probably were just going like 30 minutes into the hills. Yeah, well, no, I think they actually got snow. Actual Bakersfield got snow. Enough to actually sled uh, on. I know they I know they were talking about up in the higher elevations, like in the highest ones, they were getting as much as 10 feet. Right. Well, yeah, that's normal <laughs> for them. But, North but Carolina yeah, they, got it. Mm-hmm. They said a certain percentage of the country had snow for 
by the end of this weekend or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, a lot of the um the mid south region where going through like DC and uh, through Tennessee and all that area all got hammered. Yeah, and it was snow. It was, from what I've heard, it was snow. It wasn't the ice storm. I mean, you you grew up in Tennessee, kind of. So you know, ice storms is not a rare thing. You guys get those once or twice a year, but snow, actual snow, is a little rare. Yeah, well, I mean, you get like you know a half an inch, and that shuts the city down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. you get you get an inch, and that's it for a week. Just forget it. You're inside. That's true. Yeah. And see, Dawn, where she grew up in Toronto, us here in Ohio. We, we could have an inch, and they're like, suck it up, buttercup, and get out there. Exactly. It's been the same thing. An inch is nothing. An inch right. is just daily life. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Two, three inches, daily life. True. Well, I remember I remember one day, one, it was one Saturday I had to work, and it was, it was a level three emergency. We had like six inches on the ground, and I still had to go to work. I and. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there. I can't believe I'm driving and stuff. And then, like, right before the, you know, the work day was over, our manager calls, like, did you make it in okay? <laughs> like, Been here all day. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for your concern. <laughs> <laughs> I did have one day here when um about seven or eight years ago, we had the one big storm that dropped, like, two or three feet overnight. And um, yeah. I made it into work. My boss made it into work, and the one other girl made it in. And then probably about 20 minutes after we showed up, uh, the president called in and said, hey, tell everybody, don't even come in. <laughs> so nobody else had to go in. We were already there, so we were allowed to go home if we wanted. But it's like, you know, we're already here. <laughs> right. But you you live conveniently nearby. Exactly. Right. At least that's okay. I remember when I lived in Wisconsin, it wasn't really the snow that was the problem. It was the wind. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when I was going to school here. The uh, the city of Akron here did not have a policy for the amount of snowfall on the ground. They had a policy that close the policy was to close school if the wind chill was at negative ten or negative twenty or low or lower. If the wind chill was wow. not that low, you go to school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It had, it, yeah. It was never about snow. Now they call it on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> so. These days they don't deserve snow days. If you're at home anyway, you don't get a snow day. <clears throat> yeah, I don't understand that. I've heard about. I've heard that. That uh, because I know um, the most of the school districts around here are still work, study at home, but they're yeah. still getting snow days here and there. How does that work? The teacher can't log on to the internet because the snow buried the computer. I, the, the thing is, it should be more like you know the internet goes out. Okay, then you get a day. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if it's because policy wise they have a certain set number of days they're allowed to take, and they would rack up at the end of the year if they don't take them or something. I don't know. Yeah. I know there's a limited number of days they can take. Cause if you say, t- if yeah, you end up is- going past that number, you end up having to add either um, taking a, taking days off of spring break or add it to the end of the year. Right. Right. Yeah. They've had, they've had to do that a couple of years. So they had to do that. I remember the year when there was a teacher strike when I was in elementary school, um, teacher strike nice. started over Christmas and they didn't have it figured <laughs> out yet. So we went into like three or four weeks into January before we went back to school. Right. They used up all of our snow days and spring break, and then um, I think they just barely made it so they didn't have to extend school at the end of the year. <laughs> so, see what we were saying about um, this being entertaining and not talking about the real world. We've not talked about anything but the real world. This is weird. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, six years, guys. I mean, yeah. uh, we were talking about it beforehand how it's interesting saying that every time we do this anniversary, I say the same thing, that how many shows don't even make it to one year. Right. right, but we keep going and going, and it's just, it it's a testament to um, you guys and Vicky and my um, <clears throat> commitment to saying, "Hey, we're going to do this." 
Because it's not always been easy. No. No. There's been times I mean, where, like, you know what? I really just don't want to do this. And we'd still get on and do it. I don't want to get out yeah. of bed. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and, you know, especially there, there were definitely some some bumps along the way the first year or two. And then we kind of worked it out with our schedules and worked out how we would do things mm-hmm. live and how we would website and all right. that. And, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it yeah. took a bit. Well, yeah, and, you know, but along the way, we got to, you know, we, we got to experience things that we probably wouldn't have gotten to experience otherwise, meet people that we wouldn't have gotten to meet. Oh, definitely. You know, I think those things as well kind of kind of help keep you engaged, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, like some of our know. friends, like um, Mike Whitwer, uh, the couple times we've had him on the show about the different books, about the guy, his Gary Gygax book and – um. And oh, what was the second one? That... Wasn't it a D&D? Yeah, the D&D book. The Art of D&D book. Those yeah. were awesome. Getting to meet him and uh, meeting, um, well, some of the friends we already knew, but getting him on here to talk to him, like Sean Fannin and um, Seth Breedlove with Small Town Monsters. Right. And even even like um, being at Odd Mall and being able to like interview people that we may, we, we already knew them, like Mike McFarlane and stuff like that, but... Mm-hmm. We didn't know a lot of their background or or why they why Mike was doing both music and gaming, or, right? You know, stuff like that. Just getting to interview people who were friends, but we didn't necessarily know their whole story, yeah. right? And people not or, understanding uh, the recording me- and coming up and talking about it, yeah. <laughs> or, or or like interviewing people like Mike Gustavich and Earl uh, Merle Rasmussen, you know. Mm, which, right. I mean, those were uh, those were legends. In as well as other people as well that you know if if had we not been doing this you know they would have just been names in the book mm-hmm. or you know so it's it's and and the and characters Charlie? along the way like like Marcus and oh and, my god and Rob Turk and <laughs> and Gannersnitch <laughs> so one of my favorite interviews was sitting there back when we were recording in Andy's basement. And we had um, Rob Turk sitting there with us, and we interviewed Gannersich and Rob both, and they were going back and forth. Oh, that was awesome. That was that, amazing that, to watch. Oh, man. And I, I, I have to tell you, uh, I, I, I still think, like, Marcus, like, the, watching him, watching that man work, you know, just uh, the way he, he could just spitball an idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like as a writer, I, I'm just like my jaw hits the floor because I, like you know, I have things I can spitball, but it's only been caught, only been because I've kind of low key been thinking about those things all the time. You could like come up with some the most random situations, and Marcus got a story. That's true. <laughs> and yeah. hey, hey, you guys never would have become characters in a book. That's, That's right. True. That's true. That's right. Well, <laughs> well and, then we get neither one of you would have ended up on other podcasts like uh, you know Wookie and Mighty Marvel. I mean, that's exactly. True too. We no. were trying to figure this out on Wednesday. I don't remember. Don, you would probably remember better. How did we meet Mike with Weeby Geeks? Was it from his website or from Facebook or how did you? Because I know you talked to him first. Mark. Was it from Tangibound? Uh, it was Mark. It was because. Because we went to Concoction the one year, and Tangent Bound had their booth there. Mm-hmm. And then via Tangent Bound, 
I could probably look it up. There's, I've probably got it noted somewhere, but it, it was by a tangent bound because they were connected first. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because Mike, because Mike Mark, didn't think it was from that. He thought it was from something else. But Dom was no, the one that Mike, found tangent Dom, bound. Yeah. We, we, we be geeks. No, Mighty Marvel Geeks was on tangent bound. And I think that's how we got connected was that. And that cause we ended up on Mighty Marvel Geeks. And then everything just blew up from there. Yeah. I mean, that was the other thing, too. Like, Mark, like, we you know we had been doing this, like, maybe a month. Yeah, because it was by, early March. At, by by yeah, the time we met Mark, yeah. you know? Late February, early March was when Concoction was. Yeah. And, hey, we helped, we helped Mark and Jim, too, because they got involved with Odd Mall because of us. Right. And Con on the Cobb. Right, and it just kind of... That. That's because friends always help friends with all kinds of stuff. Exactly. Right. So then, the, then, then the the we, network grew. The, and grew the whole and grew. thing beca- became literally a network. It did. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it, started, it started as you a know. panel. Yeah, and all of this started because uh, we've said it before on here, but it's been a year now. This, our whole show. I mean, I've had how many people have talked to, that have told me that um, we how long have we been friends because they think we've been fr- we've known each other since forever. It's right. like we knew right. each other. We had met like twice before we started talking about our podcast. That's right. true. We had just met you guys a couple of months before we even started this, and it's just now we have family. Right. Yep. Uh, now, then we added the um, – you, you guys recorded one or two, mm-hmm. and then we joined in. Yeah. We recorded mm-hmm. the first yeah. couple shows. Remember, Kylan, it was just me and you. Right. Yeah, but we the were girls sitting, were sitting beside us anyway. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting there in the background handing you notes. Right. And, and you guys mm-hmm. were talking. And we True. figured, you know what? It's easier just where our wives are with us everywhere we go anyway. <laughs> Let them be part of the show, which gave us a no, little bit different dynamic. Because no. at that point, there no. were and very, we very few women doing this. We did the whole view of the pink and blue, how everything is girl, boy, how they were turning everything pink to make it girls, even though it's the same thing as the boys. Right. Can, can I just say, though, I, I want to correct Ken on this. Uh-oh. The wives are with the husbands everywhere they go. I purposely am not with Kylan everywhere I go, and nope. he's not with me, okay? No. <laughs> Maybe it works better for you guys, not yeah. for <laughs> But no, 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 Don doesn't go everywhere. I, I, get, I get enough time alone. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but the point being is, like, that it gave, us having our wives on here and you guys having us on here it gave us a different dynamic than most of your shows at that time. Because six years ago, like I said, there was – most uh, many of the shows were all men, or you had a couple shows that was all women. Right. Mm-hmm. Even now, a lot of shows are guys talking them together. It's it's a lot of a lot of podcasts are still male dominated, even mm-hmm. the smaller ones to the bigger ones. I mean, it just right. it's just more of a thing for guys to want to sit around and talk stupid stuff. Right. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Because Vicky and I have a lot in common with you guys in terms of interests, and we often watch the same things together or read the same kind of things or whatever. Right. Then it works. There's so many husbands and wives where they don't share a lot of interests. I never true, understood too. that. I never understood that. Where they're, they're like two totally different people that have very like yeah. one thing in common, and that's it. They somehow are together. It's like, how does I that work? But, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons that it works so well for us because – we're always talking about this stuff off screen too, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it just in our personal time. And when we're watching things on TV, Kylan and I are talking about theories about all kinds of things, for right. shows and movies all the time. And, and then it just kind of like 
what we're going to talk about on the show anyway. There you go. Exactly. Oh, I, I do that when you're recording Wookiee Radio. I'll text you. I'll hear you make a comment. And I'll text you. No, it's this. Yeah, she hears one. She only hears one side of that conversation because she's in the bedroom. And she can hear me talking, and that's it. And she's texting comments on what I'm talking about, it does, not I, with what they're saying. <laughs> yep, I get it. <laughs> so, just well, in general, uh, I want to thank the geeksters out there, because if they weren't listening, I mean, we'd probably still be doing this, but it wouldn't have gotten to where it is now. <laughs> right. It wouldn't be quite as fun thinking that no one's actually listening. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And also, it would have been a lot easier just to say, you know what, let's just let it go. Right. Mm. Back when we when we have had the tough times and had to think about things, it's like knowing that people are listening that helps make the decision. You know what? We need to keep this going because we're providing a service. <laughs> people want to talk about these things. They want to know the Easter eggs. They want to know the theories. They want to know the info that they may have missed from the online stuff or whatever that they're interested in. But you know, the news broadcasts aren't going to cover it, mm-hmm. right? So. And on a little bit more serious note, we don't know what you guys are going through. You may, you may have be doing dealing with stuff um, anywhere in the world that uh, you need that little bit of a break from reality for a cut for a little bit. Especially this past year, everyone's yeah. dealing with stuff. So. Right. <laughs> so um, thank you guys for listening, and hopefully this will keep going for a long time. We're gonna be like Kiss. We're just eventually gonna hand it off to someone else, and they can keep doing it. <laughs> Geek Watch One will never die. By that point, our dogs can talk. That's right. We'll hand it off to an intelligent AI or something. No. So. No AIs. But, <laughs> no AIs. Okay. It never does turn out good. Good, does it? No. Have you ever? Have we ever seen a show anywhere other than Knight Rider, and that actually didn't always go good, where it was actually an AI that actually turned out to be a, okay. Kit was okay, but you get there was Car the start with, so they messed up first. See, the thing is, you get you get things where. It can be okay, but it depends how much intelligence you give it. Yeah. Right. How much sentience it gets. If it's very, very low level mm-hmm. and you haven't given it the ability to progress beyond that, then you're okay. Like right. Alexa. Like like your Roomba. Right. <laughs> like, you know, if, well, it, if you're not letting it go beyond vacuuming your house, then you're okay. Hey, Vision. no, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've seen Chopping Mall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Vision. But Vision was Ultron. So, that was a problem for a right. while. Right. Okay, that's true. Uh, no. See, no, don't even no, no. Okay, no. so let's move beyond that. AI is <laughs> never a good idea. It no. sounds great on paper. Right, right. So, um, from there, uh, the one thing we haven't talked about yet is because of this show, we've met some other friends. Like Charlie Murphy with Stray Dog. Yes. That's we would true. not know Charlie as well as we do if it wasn't for this show. I mean, we liked his hot dogs anyway. Vicky and I would go get, when we were at festivals and stuff and get hot dogs because Stray Dog was awesome in the local hot dog place. But um, if it wasn't for the show, he actually approached us about doing the sponsorship. That's true. Right. And we were kind of floored, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why? Wait, don't ask why. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I still remember that because it was at Nod Mall. And he came up and I was like, is, is this really happening? And I'm like. Okay, and I'm like, is he serious? Maybe it's just a. <laughs> and I think when I we told still, Don, we still don't know if Charlie's serious about anything. No, yeah. <laughs> well, I told Don. Don goes, "What?" I said, "Yeah." I but yeah, so it's but it's been it's been an awesome partnership because you know Charlie's a good guy and he's an amazing cook and you know he likes our stuff. We like mm-hmm. his stuff. 
you know, so. And we actually saw, Vicky and I saw that he was at the Hartville Flea Market set up inside um, yesterday just selling sauces. Saturday. Well, yeah, for us it was yesterday, but it was on Saturday. And we actually, we got down there to get out and get a couple of his new mustard, or new mustard and his new barbecue sauce. He has an Aloha mar- barbecue sauce, which is the pineapple barbecue. But it, when I first thought of that, her thought that, I was thinking, Vicky's not going to like this. She doesn't like pineapple. But you taste it, and it's sweet, but it's not really – you can't really tell the pineapples in it. But it's a sweet barbecue. It's really good. Okay. Cool. And then he's got yeah. the new um, – I'll have to let you guys know smoky when we try it. But he's got the new um, smoky maple barbecue – or smoky maple mustard. Okay. Which I think he's had for a while because I believe that's what he puts on the Highland Dog when he does the Highland Square Dog. That's what he served with the holiday meals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a jar of that, and we got his regular honey mustard. So it's like, yeah, we're going to have plenty of um, Charlie Murphy stuff going around here in the house this week. Cool. So, yeah, but Char- Stray Dog has been an awesome friend of ours. Um, and uh, everything that he does, and uh, everything he does for the community around here. I mean, no, we don't um, we don't always cover it here, and he doesn't do huge press releases or anything, but he's always helping out, um, like, food drives and stuff and, um, like – I think the um, some of the local bike bike clubs will actually have some of their events that are ch- community outreach stuff that he does all the catering for. He does. Yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. So I mean, he does so much for the community out here that no one knows about. He's had uh, he's had fundraisers of his own for people, and he also um, arranges for um, bag lunches mm-hmm. um, to be delivered to like hospital workers and stuff when people want to order like a mass amount of them, and he gives them a deal on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he does do a lot. Yeah. So um, when you're thinking about that, um, especially, like I said, sauces, he's got probably 10 or 15 different mustards and barbecue sauces, and he's got hot sauces now, too. Get a vinaigrette, a mustard vinaigrette. Uh, what, salad dressing? Yeah. I didn't see that sitting there. That's cool. But check him out. You go check out Stray Dog Akron, Cafe 388, or the, even look up the Akron Pickle. You'll find him. And you'll be able to um, check out what he has. And I know he can ship at least all over the country. He may be able mm-hmm. to ship other than that. You guys got to check with him, though. But if you check right. out his websites and his Facebook page, you'll be able to get a full list of what he has. It's not right now. It's not so much a moment, uh, uh, a matter of whether or not he can ship. But there, are, a lot of countries have COVID regulations when it comes to shipping internationally right now. So that's more of a concern. Okay, right. But check him out. At some point in the future, maybe we'll try to get him back on here to talk a little bit about what he's got going on for Stray Dog. Yep. Just put his stuff on your wish list, and when everything opens up again, you'll, you'll have it. Yep. And the other one is a uh, somewhat new. I mean, you guys have heard about him for a cu- for a couple of months now, six, seven, eight months from us. But um, our friends at the Pop Insider and the Toy Insider. Now we talked about all the people we've had on the show. That uh, I know once this all opens up, like Vicky and I. I know Kylan, you covered Gen Con one year. Vicky and I did Gen mm-hmm. Con and Origins. We've done other conventions, but we have a possibility of being able to check out more conventions and stuff at, in the future at some point. So right. that that's all through our new friends at the Pop Insider and the Toy Insider. Now, I mention them every week, but these guys are awesome. Um, we've had James, I think we had on the show here. I know I've talked to him multiple times. And over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, you guys talked to a couple of different ones. And they're all, okay. they're us. They're just making a magazine out of it instead of a podcast. Right. Exactly. They're all geeks. They're not just reporters covering geekdom. Right. So check them all out, too. It'd be um, hard if they weren't geeks. <laughs> exactly. If they weren't geeks, they're really good at faking it. Not the job you want if you're not into it. No. Dude, I want James's office. Have you? Did you see the background of what's? Because he uh-huh. he does their toy reviews, especially for the quote unquote boy toys. So he's always right. getting boxes from Hasbro of like Transformers and GI Joes and stuff to review. Yeah, well, because he he got the full set from um, 
when when the 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 latest GI Joe run started, and I was just like, "Is that Snake Eyes?" He uh-huh. goes, "Yeah, you, uh, yeah." <laughs> and that one, Snake Eyes is the hard one out of all of them to get. Yeah, right. So, but after that, Dawn, what's going on in the world? The world hasn't been waiting for six years for news. Well, you know, we haven't even talked about what we've been up to this week. Oh, yeah. Well, I figured we'd get to that at some point, but yeah. (laughs) Usually that's before the news. So, you know, we got to do things in the right order here. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, one thing Kylan forgot to mention last week um, was that uh, he started watching the new show Walker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched the first episode of that also. Yeah, and it's horrible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the the weird thing is, like, at first... I guess, like, the people, like, the actual day of watching, like, the numbers weren't good, but then, like, there's, like, the plus... Plus three. Plus three, and there's, plus like, three, plus... Plus three, four. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- those numbers have basically, like, boosted it up. Yeah. I... I Well, that just means watching, though. Well, yeah. First couple episodes. I thought for people it's... who like that type of show, because it's not Walker what it was. That's they... just... I was telling Kylan, I'm like, they shouldn't... It's it's one of those cases where they did not need to use the name. No. Because it's nothing like the original. You've it's, got you've got kids, you've got parents, you've got a dead wife. Like it's nothing no, like the no, original. There's no like it, it's not action y at all. Yeah, it's like maybe one fight per episode. Yeah, and, and it's weird and because I, his partner does the fighting. He really didn't do much of it at all. He threw no. like one punch. <laughs> and he got in trouble for the punch he threw. Exactly. Yeah, he did. And I I was just sitting there like uh Okay. So so I I haven't watched the second episode yet. I I did I caught like the tail end of it. And I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's a family drama. It, it's definitely more of a family drama than mixed with action. the mixed with the police procedural from Texas basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know. You know, if people are into that cool no. But that's I mean that's not why you that, you went to the original. That's not why, you know, I <laughs> I I like wholesale violence. You know that. This is not wholesale violence. Yeah. And that's okay. I got plenty of other places to get it. So yeah, see, yeah. I might watch two or three more episodes at least just because um, I'm going to give him a chance with Jared Padalecki doing it and support him for just a minute. And then if it doesn't get any better, then I, I may let it go too. I like him as an actor. Yeah, I like him too. But, you know, if I'm looking for – okay, start like this. If I'm looking for – a really, really good hamburger, I'm not going to go to a seafood restaurant. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, if I go in and I'm looking for a really good hamburger, uh-huh. I'm not getting it here yet. Yet, I could be surprised because... I don't think so. I don't know. Because I mean, the kids aren't going away and neither are the parents. And as long no, as kids and parents are involved in a show's plot, it's, yeah, it's not family melodrama. That's right. It stays there. That's true. It's not going anywhere. Right, so... <laughs> So there's that. But we did catch the one that we did catch that is really awesome and hilarious was the premiere of Resident Alien. Oh, oh I saw. I can watch it. The NBC app has that. I've not seen it yet. It's okay. Like everyone knows how good Alan Tudyk is in pretty much any role he does, mm-hmm. whether he was Wash or whether he was Moana's pet chicken. <laughs> and even actually, he won me over as Joker in the Harley Quinn animated series. Oh, see, there you go. And then he did that, um, what was it called, Con Man? Oh, the, yeah. Where he was almost, almost playing himself going to various cons. Yes. And that was hilarious. But anyway, um, 
we know how good he is anyways. And the fact is he uses his awkwardness to the best of his ability in this show. Mm-hmm. He is, um, he, he, he's accidentally ended up on earth. Basically it was a crash landing that wasn't supposed to happen. And he's trying to avoid being with around people, around humans. He calls them humans. Right. And which is awkward enough. And, um, <laughs> And then he gets thrown into something where he has no choice but to go into town and be around the humans. And so, you know, he he tries to figure out greetings and he tries to figure out how to talk to people. And he tries to, he he not only, he discovers alcohol and women and dancing all in one night. um, (laughs) Well, how, yeah. But there's plenty of people out there that have discovered alcohol, women, and dancing all in one night. The one leads to the other sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Ken. This is someone who's never heard of any of this. Yeah. Um, so, like, and, he has no frame of like, reference. The thing is, because because he wasn't supposed to end up on Earth, he didn't research it. He doesn't know anything about Earth, except for what he has learned watching television to learn how to speak English. Right. So... Like, he loves Law and Order, and he actually goes dun-dun all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, it's really, it was really, it, it's really quirky and awkward, and it, it seems like a good show so far, just based off the first. It's not, like, laugh-out-loud funny all the time. It's got, you know, things going on, but it is a, a fun kind of Yeah, it, it's, it, it's delightfully awkward. It yeah, really is. It's delightfully awkward. awkward so, <laughs> yeah, it's one we. Yeah. It's on our list to see. I had forgot it was going to premiere, and I, then I just saw this morning that I could actually watch it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Good, good, yeah. It was. It was worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. And then, uh, and then, uh, Batman: Soul of the Dragon released this. I week, definitely so. want to see that. I just haven't got a chance and, to do it. Kylan actually pre-ordered this one. This is how yeah. much he was looking forward to it because basically. Bronze Tiger, Richard Dragon, 70s kung fu movie in animated form. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and it, I mean, you have Mark Dacascos, Kelly Hu, uh, Michael Jai White, um, and the guy from... I forget his name, but the guy the guy that was the main character in Grimm was the one who voiced Batman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, uh, did Michael Jai White James play Bronze... Hong. Huh? James Hong. Okay. Oh, yeah, James Hong. Amazing was, was cast. The, was the old sensei as he would be in any movie. Yes, and it was. I I mean, I, it I was, okay. It was cheesy the way kung fu movies are cheesy. Like it was. It didn't take itself overly seriously, and it had a funky, funky soundtrack. Like it had the funky seventies feel soundtrack. Right, and you had. I, I mean, and you had like I. I guess what would be a young. Bruce Wayne. It felt like he was early in his career. Yeah, it was an early Bruce Wayne. It was an early Bruce Wayne, um, and so getting, you have these elite martial artists getting his ass beat. Getting, I mean, <laughs> Bruce Wayne got his ass handed to him in a way that has never happened on screen anywhere. Like even in uh, Batman Begins. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, Ben Turner. Beat him like he stole something. Well, technically he did. He did actually. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was everything that everything that you love about seventies kung fu James Bond movies is in here. Yeah. All the good stuff. And and it was it was a decent story. It wasn't <laughs> convoluted. No. But it was detailed. It wasn't just a, a simple little. 
story, and and they left room to have a sequel at the end. Yes, yes. Well, so. it wasn't. Um, it didn't feel like this was a, a like a Richard Dragon story with Batman shoehorned into it. No, because no. The, the DC animated movies, I've noticed, they it's like almost like the old Star Trek movies where every other one was really good. With them, it's a hit or miss. Either it's really good or it's they stretch it too far. Because there's plenty of them that they've actually taken what could have been a half hour, forty five minute show, made it into an hour and a half movie. But um, and uh, like the the which one? Oh, Justice League Dark. There was no yeah. reason to have Batman in that movie, but he's there so the mainstream audience would come to see the movie, I guess, or watch the movie. So this one no, actually this? was a Batman story. It's it made it made sense to have him there because yeah. it was more like a team story. Yeah, more of a team story. Okay, you know it was bunch of them working together a bunch of them that had actually trained earlier with the sensei and bruce was one of the people who trained Mm -hmm. so it kind of they you know they it was it was kind of like early days and then they had a you know basically a a time jump kind of thing almost where everyone went their separate ways and then they had to come back together again right okay so it worked that way it did and it, it and it made sense it wasn't oh we 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 need to have batman in this so 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 that people care right no right no, that wasn't it. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't the prime focus, even when the team was all together. Like everyone kind of got equal time. Right. Okay. Right. Well, like I said, it's on my list. I want to see it. I just haven't picked it up yet. Yes. Ky- Kylan made sure to get the special version from Best Buy that came with the Bronze Tiger action figure. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a Best Buy exclusive. You can only get it there. So thank you, thank you, Amazon for. Pushing my pushing my order back a yeah, week. Yeah, because he pre-ordered it from Amazon, and then we got a notice that it was going to be delivered later instead of on the day of. And I said, "Well, I bet you anything if we just go ahead and order it from Best Buy, they'll have it." And they did. We went on there, and then they had the the one with the action figure. It was like, "Okay, cancel Amazon. We'll just get this one." Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah it, was, it was Best Buy exclusive, and I'm like, yep. "Oh yeah." So because who doesn't want a Michael J. White action figure? There you go. <laughs> now we have one. <laughs> and you know, there's the, the sad part is there's probably plenty of people out there that are saying, who's Michael Jai White? Uh, not us, yeah. not us. But there are plenty of people that are saying that. Mm-hmm. We, we don't need that in our lives. No. no. <laughs> so uh, we we actually have um, – I was impressed. We watched the first two episodes of Batwoman, which I think we talked Batwoman a little bit last week. But um, I l- looked up the – she doesn't have the motorcycle this year. She actually has the Batmobile, which is quite interesting to see. <clears throat> And it's okay. actually it's a modified, uh, brand new Chevy Corvette. Okay. So I mean, it makes sense. That's a car that's fast. It's designed to be a sports car, just about a European sports car. So it was kind of cool. Well, and the story's getting really interesting. Well, I mean, they, they, it was a modified Corvette in uh, in um, the the first Batman movie too. It which just one? had a jet it, sitting there in the middle of it. No, the um, which one? You talking about the um, Tim Burton Batman? Yep. No, that was a hundred percent custom made from the ground up. But it looked. It, it it, no, it had. It, he, what he's saying is, it looked like a Corvette. It looked like a Corvette with a jet engine, engine in sitting in the middle of it. If you look at it, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> that's, that's not just modding. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just add a jet engine and say, "Look, it's modded." Well, I know, but they do other stuff to it too. But I'm just saying. <laughs> But no, it's getting kind of cool so far to see what's going on and uh, trying to see Alice doing things back and forth. And you do find out Alice is not the main villain for this season. Oh, okay. That's cool. So that gets interesting, too. That that seems like a bit of a stretch to make her keep going as the main yeah. villain. Yeah. Oh, she's still going to be there because she's Alice. 
You right. know, that's like when the jo- well, with regular Batman, when the Joker's around, he's not always the one doing everything, but he's always there. Right. It's kind of like with with Gotham, they had so many different villains involved, and like every few episodes, they'd switch to a different one. Mm-hmm. So and I have to say, okay, so if if you caught up on Wandavision, I know we don't. I, I'm not going to talk about it much, but I just want to say it was cool that we finally got the MCU feel in episode yeah. four. Yeah, that, that we needed this episode four because this is the halfway point right now, right? Um, yes. So they, yeah. I think they needed to step back and have an outside of the Wanda universe episode. Yeah, I mean, you you knew it was coming. You knew they had to show you how things were working. So mm-hmm. they basically backtracked and gave us that, took us out of the, the world. But the the one way that you knew that they were basically saying this is now the MCU, mm-hmm. this is this is subtle, but a lot of people didn't get this because I had to point this out to Kylan. Um, if you've noticed, every episode is formatted based on the decade that the show is set in. Yeah, like they they have square formatting for the fifties and sixties, and then it stretches out a bit for the seventies one. When you get near the end of episode four, after you've had the full screen stuff going on in the in the quote unquote real world, all the sword stuff with Monica and that, um, you get into the the moment where you see what happened between Wanda and Monica before she blasted her out. Mm-hmm. As you see Wanda gathering her powers in her hand, there's a shift in the formatting of the screen and it goes from regular TV to the widescreen cinematic format that Marvel uses. It goes to the exact ratio that Marvel uses for the movies. Oh, cool. Right. As she's gathering the magic and as she blasts her through. And shortly after that, when Wanda basically picks up one of the babies and says to Vision, what are we watching on TV tonight? And they go over to the couch. It suddenly shrinks back into the 70s TV show format. <laughs> so that like one moment that those few minutes gives us, this is the MCU and this is what you should be paying attention to because this is what's happening that matters going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, I mean, the things like um, the blip, as they called it in this, is obviously there. It happened. We got um, Agent Wu, or Wong, Wu or Wong, Jimmy? Wu. Wu? Jimmy, okay. Sure. You get, Jimmy Wu. Jimmy Wu, and then um, the um, astrophysicist lady. I don't remember her name. Darcy, who is now a yes. doctor. In Thor, in Thor, she was going for her doctorate, so now we know she passed. Yes. yes. <laughs> and we do find out definitively that this actually takes place after Endgame. Yes. Right. Because <laughs> they had all come back from the blip. Right. Exactly. And they answered some of the questions. Um, remember, back in between Endgame and Infinity War, we were at, we had asked, like, what happens with people who die in between and everything's brought back and stuff? Well, we found out. Because everybody that died because of the snap came back. If they died of natural causes or any other way in between, they're still gone. Right. Because right. Monica finds out her mom actually had died in between. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I mean, it was basically the life goes on for that five-year stretch. Right. For whatever happened, but... The interesting thing was we finally got to see how they came back. It wasn't just a sudden blip back. Right. Yeah. Like people actually formed back, did a reverse dusting basically. Right. And, and right where uh, they were when it ha- when it originally happened. Exactly where they were. And you have to think about the amount of chaos that created mm-hmm. at the end of Endgame mm-hmm. when this happened. Because you had 
I mean, we saw the bit of chaos in that one section of floor of a hospital. Right. As people are running around. People would have been in surgery. People would have been on oh, airplanes. Yeah. People would have been like – On yeah, cruise ships coming. out in the middle of the ocean. I mean, all of these things, people died when they came back, basically. There were yeah. there had to be situations where when they left and when they came back, they did actually die because of the blip. Right. You know, so right. it, it's an interesting, but the amount of chaos is, is interesting as well and how long mm-hmm. the world would have to recover from that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that's why I like that we got more <clears throat> movie material and, and see where things are going. So mm-hmm. I think back to, we, we may get more of a back and forth between the, the sitcom and the real world now that we've seen the outside and we know what they're watching. And we also know the edits are happening within the TV show it's within Wanda's world itself because yeah. they're seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. The, well, the interesting thing was I was almost thinking because it switched to commercial while she was watching. I'm surprised no one picked up on the Strucker watch. Yeah, it's like they weren't even paying attention. They didn't. To mar- they didn't mention it. It was a Hydra watch. Yeah, but the other thing they did mention multiple episodes mm-hmm. because um, when they try to do the thing with the radio and um, they're setting it up. Darcy talks about how she wa- Wanda washes the dishes at least once an episode, and there's a radio there. Mm-hmm. So there's m- multiple episodes they're seeing that right. happening. Yeah. So there's a real world going on in there that each one's an episode. Right. So it's more than what we've seen, but obviously nothing important happens in them. Right. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention that, and I also want to mention on Disney Plus, I watched Pixar Popcorn. I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen it's, it's there. Uh, I have no idea what it was. Okay, first of all, it's only 20 minutes long. Um, what it is, <laughs> it's, uh, it's mega shorts. It's basically the guys at Pixar, um, a bunch of the animators went ahead and made one and two minute shorts using all the Pixar characters. So you've got one like um, with Buzz Lightyear doing an exercise routine that no one wants to join and it's like one minute long. Then you've got <laughs> something from Coco and you've got something from Cars and there's something from Soul and there's... Um, Oh, something with Dory, because, you know, she, we had Finding Dory. It's called mm. Dory Finding, and she finds things. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's ridiculous little things, but they're literally one minute to, I think the longest one is three or four minutes long. Okay. You can do a play all, and it's like 21 minutes. It'll just play it all the way through. Okay. Um, hmm. So it's cute, and it's something, you know, you know, barely have to pay attention to, but that's Pixar Popcorn, and I'm sure they're going to add some more to it as well. Nice. Cool. All right. <clears throat> well, real quick, I made a discovery that might – um, might bring a smile to Kylan's face. Uh-oh. I'll slip it through Tubi Uh-oh. this week. They have added the Mr. T cartoon from the 80s. That, that, and, wait, 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 wait. The, uh, Chuck Norris's Karate Commandos is on there. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, he has the action figure. <laughs> I, you know what? That that Chuck Norris Karate Commandos, I think it was all like five or six episodes. It wasn't long at all. Like, it was... I, I, I... Yeah. Let me like look Mr. and see what they got here. But keep going. Talk about it. <laughs> so, you know, the thing was, the toys were kind of cool. I, I, I lucked out at some convention. That's why I got Chuck Norris. I don't know if it was a convention or if it was from JC's box. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something like that. But, um, but yeah, it was but, – but then that thing was filled with PSAs too. Oh, yeah. So you, Well, you had to do that because that's how you actually kept it on TV. Five episodes. Oh. Yeah, but G.I. Joe was different. Like, I don't know. G.I. <laughs> Joe was full of PSAs. Yeah. Yo, 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 Chuck, 
tuck hidden a heavy bag and they turn around and tell you about a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Mr. That's T did the same thing. He opened the actual live action spots of Mr. T starting and ending each episode. <laughs> right. That's right. But I think what it was, there was something to do with um, you could plug as much merch as you wanted as long as it was an educational show or something. So they yeah. put the little PSAs in there to say it's an educational show. Right. Yeah, because you couldn't use you could not use a show to to plug toys yeah. until, but then there was a change. Well, you couldn't you could no you couldn't use it specifically to plug toys. You could have shows based on toys, but you couldn't try to actually yeah oversell toys. Right somewhere right. somewhere in the um, late late seventies, like seventy eight seventy nine, something changed, and that's why all of a sudden the eighties exploded with all the um, toy shows. Yeah, yeah, because um, I know that that was a thing when. Um, has Hasbro was trying to come up with something for G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. And when they they had approached Marvel, Marvel uh, Marvel was actually toying with a, a, a series called Fury Force. And then they end up tweaking Fury Force to fit G.I. Joe because it was going to be it was going to be another Nick Fury series, but with like a, a new team of commandos. And then that's why like, that's why the Marvel Spider-Man happened in Japan. That's right. They were all about the toys, and right. that's why they had to make so many things into robots because all the kids wanted robot toys. Right. So they that, had to have robots involved in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Marvel needs to somehow, or whoever owns the rights to it, has to allow it to be actually get out there so people can actually see it <laughs> again. I think it's available just on like YouTube and stuff now. Yeah, I think it is. You can actually hmm. watch it now. That's like it was terrible and cheesy, but the '70s live-action Spider-Man show should be available somewhere. It is not a good show, but not good. No. people still need to be, have the ability to see it because they had what two or three TV movies, also. Yeah, they don't want to remind you of it. <laughs> yeah, they they took they took some of the episodes and then packaged them together as a movie. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So Nicholas Hammond, if you're out there and you wanna, you know, you want to talk to us about. Uh, your time as Peter Parker, we will certainly talk to you. Because <laughs> I still his name. Because yeah, I'm sure he's listening. Maybe you never know. <laughs> Go look hey, for him. Reach when out. I was a kid, and they were playing the the movie versions of those on like the Saturday afternoon movie on um, syndicated TV here, I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. I would, I mean, I was a seven or eight. That was the greatest show in the world for then. Right. <laughs> oh boy. So I, I thought you'd get a kick out of those. That Tubi's picking up some of these really old shows, the cartoons and stuff. Oh, man, Chuck Norris. Tubi's actually advertising now too. They are. With I know. Chuck, yeah, Tubi has. Uh, I, they've been getting some pretty big name stuff now, and they're actually running some of uh Fox shows. I said, didn't Fox like, buy them right before Disney bought Fox, or after Disney bought Fox? So technically, Tubi, I think, is Disney. Yeah, because they're doing that. Because they're running now. Um, like what show was it? The The Mass Singer. All that stuff is now running on there. Yeah. Tubi is still owned by Fox. Oh, okay. Yeah, just like Pluto TV, we keep, that we talk about here every once in a while is actually um, owned by Paramount and CBS. Tubi is owned by the Fox Corporation, so mm-hmm. it's still owned by yeah. From looking at from the outside in, looking at these, like Tubi is get, starting to get big. Pluto TV, we know, is pretty big for most people. I'm wondering if not, um, just like car companies go with different levels of their cars. If these streaming services and different media companies are going to start doing that also, where Disney has Disney Plus. Then Hulu is um, where they can put their adult stuff. So they, they want to try just under Disney Plus, but the same thing. And then you get your free content on something like a Tubi. Whereas right. Paramount's going to have Paramount Plus, 
And then, like, Pluto TV is going to be the free version that you can uh, to give you a taste of what's on Paramount+. Plus. Right. That's, it looks like it's slowly working that way because you're getting some of these smaller free services that are running some A-list stuff. Right. So. <laughs> but, anyway. yeah, that's uh, – one thing we're probably not going to talk about right now because um, we, we need to devote a lot more time to it is I know you guys watched through Snowpiercer. Did you watch the premiere? Yes. Yep. Okay, so I don't want to talk about it here because we need a whole episode because we've not talked Snowpiercer much on here at all. So we, we need to. We, we, we should just save Snowpiercer till we finish the new season. Yeah. Right. Because there's there's a lot there, and it, dude, that that new episode was really cool. Yeah. A lot of surprises. Definitely. Which is what I you mean, need I... for a premiere. Well, Sean Bean li- exactly. lived for the episode. Yeah, Sean Bean Sean... survived. <laughs> hey, Sean Bean survived to get there. Technically, he survived the whole first season. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> So see, I, I don't, I don't know if he'll make it through the the whole second season, but we'll see. Yeah. So and um and it's great because you don't like his character because you're not supposed to like his character. Exactly. <laughs> right. He do, he does a very good job of making it a very unlikable character. Dude, that ice giant, whatever the hell that dude is, scary as hell. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What do they call him, Bob or something like that? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So yeah, this show is it's one of the for anybody who hasn't checked it out. Watch the whole first season. I think is on Netflix or somewhere, isn't it? What if we we watched it on demand? So I'm not. We sure. watched it on. The, no, it's uh, uh, HBO has it. Hulu. Hulu has it also. I know HBO has Hulu. the first season. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've not watched this show, watch it, guys. This is it. It's you'll be surprised at how good it actually is. You should actually watch the movie first. Yeah. Why well, it. it helps to watch the movie first because you <laughs> then you get a whole feel for it. Right. The one thing because I did it, notice. I noticed in the credits this week that it's actually based – the series is based on the movie. Yeah. Right. The, the, the book is kind of – the comic is kind of different, but it is. Yeah. So yeah. – but that's what we watched. And it, we've taken in almost – most of an entire show just on what we've been doing this week. I know. <laughs> right. I know. So yeah. is there any news out there, Dawn? Um, there is a bit, but there wasn't a lot this week. So it's, it's okay that we don't have a lot of time. Um, one piece of news that a lot of people have been waiting for and other people like myself don't care about – is that the Snyder Cut of the Justice League is coming to HBO Max on March 18th. It, it's going to be four hours long. I don't, I don't care. I'm not watching it. Uh, <laughs> four hours? Yeah, because Zack Snyder's head is that big yeah. that he has all the crap in there and, and have a four-hour-long movie. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if they improve some of the problems they had with the when they re- released it originally. Like, they actually said they were going to... They, there had been talk about splitting it up into four episodes, almost like a miniseries. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "No, it has to be a whole movie." So it was basically because of him that. He, wow. Exactly. Yeah. We See, no. What they need to do is just split it in half: two ha- two two-hour movies with an intermission in the middle, and actually have it have like a three-minute overture with an intermission, the old school style. <laughs> well, come on, it's HBO Max. You can just stop it and come back to it. Well, right. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because the original anyway, movie was like two and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of crap he added. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope all those people are happy. And the only good news that really comes out of it is we can stop hearing about the damn Snyder Cut. So <laughs> all these people, give give us the Snyder Cut. Give us the Snyder Cut. Now, 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 now you get the Snyder Cut. Yeah, but the problem is they've now set a precedent so that people complain enough they can actually get recuts of movies. Well, only if they know they exist. Because apparently, you know, someone... Somewhere along the line, dropped that this did exist, and they just had to clean it up. Uh, so, that was right. Snyder himself. Snyder put it out there. Oh well, I've there was some other stuff that I had in there. 
yeah, exactly. I wanted to do this. So then, you know, that happens. So this is not the first time though. Cause they've done it, or especially Warner brothers does it with DC all the time. There's um, at least two different cuts of Superman two. You can actually, right. when they put out the box set back in the early 2000 or in the 2000 somewhere, they actually had two cuts of Superman two. There's the original and then the Donner cut. Donner cut. Yeah. Everyone right. knows that one. The Donner cut. <laughs> so, but anyway, we also have uh, something that was from, Many, many years ago, basically 30-some years ago, that we're talking about now, uh, an Alien Nation reboot. <clears throat> I now, saw a headline back, about that. Back in 2016, filmmaker Jeff Nichols had revealed that he was attached to a remake of, of this sci-fi buddy comedy um, that was going to be a movie. And then when everything got bought and sold and all that kind of stuff, Disney passed on it. And it seemed dead in the water, but apparently Disney has come back and said, you know what, can you turn this into a TV show? So he had uh, apparently an idea of a certain situation that had nothing to do with the movie itself, but used the, the, the whole premise of it. Mm-hmm. And he spent about three years building it out, building out the whole alien civilization and mm-hmm. figuring all of this stuff out with the characters. Mm-hmm. And so now he's basically taken that and he's broken it down into about 10 episodes and it's they're they're considering whether to go ahead with it okay. so uh, so i mean if for those who aren't familiar because like i said it, it was um it was in 1988 so this is right. a long time ago um it starred james conn and mandy patinkin which are still pretty big names mm-hmm. um and it was about an enslaved alien race that landed in the desert and they become part of earth society Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Mandy Patinkin is actually the alien who partners with James Caan, like police detective wise, and they discover a plot to use uh, uh, regarding a drug to enslave the aliens to make them servants of people on Earth, and, mm-hmm. and all. It doesn't sound like a comedy, but it was. <laughs> I, I don't remember it being a comedy. It, it had some funniest parts in it because of um, the fish out of water aspect of the aliens. Right. That's, but that's why they considered it a comedy. Like, yeah. It wasn't loud, loud comedy comedy. Right. No, it was right. almost but, more of a sci-fi action or sci-fi cop action drama or show or it was movie. A buddy comedy the way Lethal Weapon is a buddy comedy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, I didn't. I was introduced with it from the TV series. Yeah. See, I watched the TV series I, too. I know. I watched the movie first. Okay. Um, so, um, but the the movie kind of crapped out. Like it didn't do all that great. Right. But it did well enough to bring a one season TV series. Right. So, and I, I hated that the series got canceled because it really, I, the way that series was written, it really pulled me in. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? it was great um, learning about the actual society of the aliens and um the different the, the differences between them and us. And well, consider and considering the cult uh, the culture, the United States at that time and this movie, there were a lot of correlations and. I, it, it was it was kind of surprising to see that story on TV, right? You know, so. so so we'll see we'll see what comes of it if they you know decide to go ahead with it and get a pilot and that kind of thing. I think um, they actually made a couple of um, TV movies after the series was done too. Yeah, kind of like did. what they did with yeah. Babylon Five. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then we have the the some Netflix news. I don't know why Netflix decided to do a lot of stuff this week, but. Um, they announced that there are going to be anime adaptations of Tomb Raider and Kong Skull Island, uh, developed by between Netflix and Legendary. Okay. Uh, Skull Island appears to actually follow the 2017 Kong Skull Island movie set in the 70s. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and Tomb Raider picks up after the events of Square Enix's recent reboot trilogy um, from Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay. Um, they're, they're joining Netflix previously announced uh, Pacific Rim The Black anime series. So, okay, cool, cool. I forget who it was also. One of the um, – I think it was um, – was it Rodriguez that uh, – or no, Guillermo del Toro did Pacific Rim, didn't he? Or was yeah. working with it. Yeah. And uh, he was putting out some stuff today saying – or this week saying that he'd love to see some of the Pacific Rim monsters go up against Godzilla and Kong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You never know. With, with with developing an anime, you could always do that, too. Well, True. I think Legendary put out uh, Pacific Rim movies also. And they're yeah. doing the mm-hmm. Kong Godzilla stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, that, that's where this is coming from. It's it's the whole partnership between Netflix and Legendary that they're starting mm-hmm. this. Their monster world. Yeah, anybody who hasn't noticed, look up what Legendary has done. Anything that's big splashes in geek that's not been Marvel Disney has been come from Legendary in the last, yeah. like, right. five years. Or seven, ten years almost, even. Um, so Netflix also gave us the full cast for the Vikings sequel series. Um, it's called Vikings Valhalla. It takes place in the 11th century and essentially focuses on Leif Erikson, probably a Viking that is probably the one that people know most or best. Mm-hmm. Erikson. Um, and he, he, he serves as the main character and uh, actor Sam Corlett, who has starred in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, is actually the one who's going to be playing Erikson. Okay. Um, a lot of the other ones aren't all that noticeable. They are. They they do seem to be authentically regional actors for playing Vikings, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the actual characters that'll be on the show, you've got um, obviously you've got some Vikings, including um, Jarl Hakon, who is a great female warrior and now rules Kattegat. Mm-hmm. And you also have the king and queen of Denmark, as well as other Danes. And some English, including some aristocracy, as well as the chief counselor to the king of England. So okay. you're, so basically, you're getting everything spread out around, I guess, almost the world at this point. Getting um, Erickson on his adventures and the Vikings discovering things and that. So we'll see where that goes. No dates on anything yet, and uh, we'll keep you posted. Now, do we know when um, the original Viking series happens officially, time wise? Um. No, I well we probably do. I didn't look it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Vicky and I just finished the series. I know you guys. We're going to talk about it after you guys finish it. But this is um, this is, this is eleventh century, so yeah. it's it's earlier than that. You right. do actually oh, yeah. at the end, towards the end of the this series, you do get mention of the king of, De- of Denmark, but you'll see all that stuff once you get there. Right, because I mean that's kind of partly what they've been battling over with Harold and stuff. Mm-hmm. And who's king? What, you know. How far along have you guys made it? Oh, we've just watched a few episodes. We're okay. Um, halfway, halfway yeah. Halfway. Okay. That's where we were yesterday when we said we sat down and just finished through it. Um, so, anyways, the, the the last bit of Netflix news, another big casting announcement that, that people have been waiting on. We now know uh, a significant portion of the Sandman cast. Um, it's, a, it's the live-action adaptation of Neil Gaiman's comic. And if you don't know much about it, it's basically about a character called Dream. It's a, the anthropomorphic embodiment of storytelling and what he decides to do with his immortal life after escaping captivity at the hands of human sorcerers and re- returning to the world called the Dreaming. Um, a Tony-nominated actor Tom Sturridge is playing Dream. And one of our favorites from Game of Thrones and Star Wars, Gwendolyn Christie, will be playing Lucifer. Um, yes, that is the ruler of hell, uh, who Dream has to visit shortly after escaping. 
then we have um, also got cast for playing the witches, and um, we have the one of the human musician magicians, <laughs> as well as uh, another one from Game of Thrones. Um, playing him and then we have someone from Logan Boyd Holbrook playing the Corinthian and we also have Cain and Abel who are very significant in the comic yes it is the Cain and Abel and there's a lot of bloody violence even though they try to get along most of the time yeah it's, inter- <laughs> it's interesting because like the Sandman world takes place in what's supposed to be the normal world and um the him and his brothers and sisters are kind of gods but they're more like demigods like the next level down from the supreme right. big G god right, right. Um, and interestingly, um, Dream's sister, Death, was not in the casting. Um, so we know there will be more casting to come because obviously she's an important enough role to not not have right. in an adaptation. So she, she's the one that everyone pictures when they picture the Sandman because she's the one everyone knows that's pale and black hair and eyeliner and basically the goth queen essentially okay yeah Uh, (laughs) well also sandman is getting a lot of love not just there because i saw um recently it was either last week or this week um audible announced i didn't realize the sandman audio drama that they put out this past summer was the top selling program audible has ever put out to date and it was the top selling um preview pre-release when they put it up for that and it was the number one, I mean, it was at the top of the number one uh, New York Times bestseller audiobook for both July and August. So they actually went ahead and announced they are doing two more seasons, volumes of that. Yeah, that, that's not surprising at all. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's been popular, like, since it came out. It's never not been popular. Mm-hmm. It, the cool thing is, I've read through Sandman since then, or before that stuff, and the audio is almost a direct translation of the comic. Yeah. They... They, they do tend to do that, especially with like a lot of the Neil Gaiman stuff. They've done his stuff the past few years and um, they're, they're very, they're always close to the books. Mm-hmm. So do a good job with that. Um, the, the last little piece I have is just to point out that um, AMC theaters is no longer in bankruptcy. Uh, they announced they acquired $917 million in new, new equity and debt capital to basically allow them to keep functioning through the majority of 2021 as long as there are no other major things that cause everything to stay shut down. Yeah. Right. Um, basically they're, they're trying to hold on like other theaters and other businesses in general until, um, the, the majority of people can get vaccinated and get out again. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, the good thing is part of what kept them afloat was actually their deal with universal where, um, films were playing in their theaters for a couple weeks before they were sent online for on demand. Okay. So, um, for the moment, AMC is, is, um, back in business and, uh, we'll see what happens with all theaters. See yeah. when things will open. Okay. Well, luckily around that- here, technically the theaters, almost all the theaters are other than Regal cause Regal shut down everything right now, but um, the Cinemark theaters and I think AMC up towards Cleveland has one or two. They're actually they, most of the theaters are open with extreme distancing and stuff going on. Right, and they're they're really still trying to push like at least Cinemax is is um, Cinemarkish that is really trying to push their uh, their watch parties and that kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. continuing them they're and and they're taking um, appointments and 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 that for. Uh, like a month or two ahead of time now. So they're, they're continuing them at the moment, trying to make their money anywhere they can. Good. Hmm. That's all I got. 
Cool. Well, that I, do we have anything else we wanted to cover today? I don't think so. I guess what we had on the news and stuff. I don't know. Is there anything else that we've done that we wanted to talk about? Not, I don't think it was anything. Not so. really. It's been actually kind of a quiet week. Yeah. Caught up on the, like I said, t- caught up on the stuff we were talking about. Uh, Vicky and I watched um, about half of that Fate the Wink saga, which is better than I was expecting it to be. But it's um, it's definitely a YA uh, TV series. So um, It's something fun for me to watch while I'm working. Exactly. So, well, if there's nothing else, Geeksters, what have you, this is our sixth anniversary show. What have you enjoyed listening to? Or have you been with us since the beginning? How many people have actually been there since episode one? <laughs> this, that would be a crazy to see. We are on, I can bring it up here, 270 something. 275 for this one. Yeah, we're on issue 275. So, how many people have actually heard from the beginning and heard us change through the times and stuff? I want to know. You can get a hold of us www.geekwatch1.com Anywhere, everywhere, all social media We are Geekwatch1 You can send us a message on anything that ha- that we're on And Miss Dawn will find it Also, you can hey, email us, huh? Next, the next person to send me a message I will send you something back if you give me your address She mm-hmm. has stuff I have stuff, I'll mail you something yes. That's right, we do have swag But no one ever c- gets a hold of us to get some <laughs> you can also email us geekwatch1 at gmail.com we're proud members of the Tangent Bound Network at tangentboundnetwork.com and the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective at weebygeekspc.com also remember to check out our buddy Charlie Murphy over at Stray Dog at Cafe 388 you can search on um, dude, just Google search for Cafe 388 Charlie Murphy you can probably find it that way or um, the Stray Dog and the Akron Pickle all of that will lead you to Charlie and then finally the Pop Insider and the Toy Insider I, I keep pushing to check out the toy reviews. Everybody, um, all of us geeks, love to collect toys. Well, what comes with it? How, what's the quality on it? Check out the Toy Insider, and they'll let you know. That's thepopinsider.com and thetoyinsider.com. And so, from there, for Kylan and Dawn, Vicky, and myself, here's to the next six years. Just remember. No matter where you go, there you are.